brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Hey, it's sippin' time again. Uh, thank you for coming and listening to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. or 4 a.m. or pretty much n.a.m. at this point. You're all still quarantined in your house. You'll listen to anything. So, <laughs> How many months is this quarantine going to go on? Well, we're recording this now. Um, it'll probably get released, I don't know, 19 months from now. I, I figure we'll still be there then. Probably. <laughs> you know, like you said, my boys are self-isolating anyway, just as a matter of normal <laughs> everyday life. They go in their room, close the door, and talk to no one. So, you know, that's you know, they say the young people aren't getting sick. There's a reason. They just don't mm. talk to anybody. Mm. How many weeks till we start talking to, like, baseballs and sock puppets? Leave Wilson alone. Okay. Wilson is on mic number five. Leave him alone. He has very insightful comments. Well, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. Uh, always a pleasure. I'm glad that we're uh, self-isolating, that we've sent uh, uh, Maury and Harmeet to another place. Say that again. Just, <laughs> just say it again. I just hold on. Let me let me grab a glass. Okay. Let me let me have a drink as you say that again. We've sent Maury and Harmeet to another place. Like, they're not even here. Oh, yeah. How, oh, yeah. That's how lovely. relaxing is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Well, Brett and myself and Maury, if he was here. Uh, well, aren't you going to introduce our other uh, oh, host? Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Let's get to that. Justin. Yes. Is our <laughs> other host. Go. Hello. I'm just so, I'm so giddy with happiness that I don't have to deal with the other two grumpy guys. The man, the man of I'm so just, many words. I just don't know what the heck to do. Right, we got myself. one word out of him. Yes. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's always, it's always <laughs> with you. It's just, you know, you just. That's never double the amount of words you usually get out of you, Brett. <laughs> yes. 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 So. Well, Be glad for know. what you get. That's a fact. Well, you know, he is he is the wordiest guy that I know, so we got a you obviously have a wonderful economy with words. <laughs> I look forward to your next syllable with great eagerness. Yeah. How many syllables you. did yes have? One. One. Depends on what part <laughs> depends on what part of the country you're from. You know. Alabama it's two. Ye yeah. Yes. Yeah, it could be about nine in Alabama, so right. Um <laughs> So uh, Brent and myself, and more if he was here, uh, are with the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. With representation in eight states and two countries, our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. You can check them out on Facebook at the Bourbon Mafia. Our show is also sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the enigmatic machines that still don't work, but we keep getting promised every day they're going to work. No. 
Vegas yeah. won't even put a line on when these machines no. are going to get fixed anymore. No. I've, I've heard too many times. I understand he had to move from one store to the other, but it's been how long? And, and, and there's just there's so many excuses, I swear. So eventually he'll have them back up and running, and then you'll be able to taste great wines and whiskeys by the glass. Or he'll have eight sippy cups with um, price okay. tags on them. Well, that's, well, that's fine. <laughs> just wipe it down with a Clorox wipe before you drink it. Yeah. <laughs> And we're also sponsored in part by the Fort Lauderdale Whiskey Society. To find out more about the Society and all their events, you can visit them at ftlws.com. And our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and pretty much anything that you can drink. And today's show, we're going to be discussing some, uh, this, is, this is basically, we're, we're doing a whole bunch of stuff. So this is, potpourri. this is an odds and ends show. <laughs> <laughs> right now, the millennials are going, what's that? And all the old guys are going, ah, yep. so for you young children it was a tv show it was called the odd couple um i think both guys in it are long since passed away so just move on you could have had sanford and son on there too that would have been a good one too well sanford son is always a good one <laughs> yeah <Are you> kidding <laughs> when i was a kid there were two shows my father never missed sanford son and and flip wilson my old man worshiped flip wilson i always wanted to grow up to be lamont but you know it didn't work out mm-hmm. hey lyle wagner just died so you know mm. All right, so here's a list of the whiskeys we're going to be tasting today. So we have the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey. We have Rabbit Hole High Gold Kentucky Straight Bourbon um, from Whiskey Acres. We have the Whiskey Acres Bottled and Bond uh, 2020 Batch Number 1. We have Eight and Sand Blended Bourbon Whiskey from the folks at MGP. We have the Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Bourbon Barrel Proof Batch Number A120. And Crema Kentucky Single Barrel Number 11. So we're going to move on and uh, have Brent tell us about our signature sounds and our sips ratings. Thanks, Bob. We'll be tasting and discussing these whiskeys and rating them with these sips ratings plus our signature sounds. Here's how these ratings now. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. There's slightly drunken leprechaun. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a leprechaun after about 45 minutes in the pub. <laughs> Two sips. Nice. But what else do you have? That doesn't sound like a leprechaun at all. Not at all. Well, isn't that nice? It sounds like a guy who's constipated. He didn't pregame today. No, he nope, didn't. no pregaming. Three sips. Hmm, interesting. What was that again? That's a little better. Yes. Yeah. There you go. He's coming back. Yeah. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. <laughs> See? It's going to fall right in place, you know? <laughs> Five sips. Oh, my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. the guy from the Lucky Charms commercial after a really bad car wreck and suffering some, you know, terminal brain damage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's that's what happens. Nothing you know? to add. You nailed it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're going to have Brent go ahead and tell us about our first whiskey. Okay. This first whiskey is a Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey, 80 proof, 40% ABV, not age stated. It's four years. And... Before I get into the description, I want to tell you about the bottle. The bottle's a six-sided, short, black 
beautiful looking thing. It's a gem of a bottle. I mean, when you see that on the shelf, well, look, look at it. Look at carefully. you got a skeleton. Look at the look at the but look at the label and it's, you'll see some cool stuff on yeah it. you got a little skeleton uh skull skull and, and hat yeah. skull and a hat there and stuff and it's just i mean it's just it's just a cool looking bottle it's yeah. if you saw them on the shelf you'd be like what you're supposed to drink for halloween right you know the the, the, yeah. the cap has got this for cap has the got dead. the skull and hat on it it's a it's nice looking you know so okay back to the whiskey so the sexton is a recent addition to the whiskey market having first been debuted in the u.s in 2018 while they don't disclose the name of the distillery, it is made from 100% malted barley and triple distilled in country Antrim. County. County Antrim. So it is not a great leap to guess it is likely produced at the Bushmill distillery? Yeah. Well, if you go to County Antrim, that's pretty much the only distillery <laughs> there. So, so, so not unless, a great leap. <laughs> unless there's some little one in a garage somewhere, my guess is, is that's got to be it. So. That's, what, that's what they... So, another clue is that the Sexton is aged in sherry butts. Hmm. And recently, Bushmills also released a sherry cask single malt for their Steamship series. So, it's a good guess that this is from the same supplier. Yeah, they're also distributed by in the U.S. by Proximo. And Proximo also is the distributor for, is, you know, the guys who handle Bushmills. So, yeah. yeah, I'd say it's probably Bushmills. And I'd say it's probably... From that Sherry Butt series they did, maybe they had some extras or something. So, but the here's the beautiful thing. That bottle from Bush Mills, I want to say, is several hundred dollars. And Sexton isn't even close to that. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so make your make your own judgments. Yeah, if and, you got the money to spend, I'm just saying. And this is a cooler looking yeah. bottle. I want to say I think it this is probably about a quarter to a third. <laughs> So, and it's a cool bottle, right? So. And it's a cool bottle. It's uh, it, it is really neat. It's it is, it is distinctive from every other bottle out there, really. So, on the this the color on this, um, it doesn't look like uh, Irish whiskey to me. It's got a little bit darker color than most Irish whiskeys that I'm used to seeing. That's uh, maybe maybe close to the same, but it's a eighties eighties penny color. On the nose, I get some uh, nuts, uh, graham crackers. Uh, orange peel, a uh, little bit of a uh, little bit of like dried straw, you know, like you're sitting in and uh, sitting the, in the barn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, on the palate, I get raisins, apricots, cocoa, toffee, a bit of a mint, some white pepper. Um, beautiful creamy mouthfeel to this. This is uh, just coat your whole mouth. Mm. You know, it's uh, very pleasing. Great texture, everything, and it's nice, beautiful, medium finish. Mm. You know, when you think of an Irish whiskey, this is going to be something that people are going to be talking about. Oh, uh, let me add this Irish whiskey to my um, my repertoire. Justin? Well, I have to say, I like big sherry butts, and I cannot lie. This spirit was pretty cool. I got, like, malt on the nose, nuts, marzipan, some apple, then followed by raisins and sherry. This is a lot more flavor than I'm used to in Irish whiskey, which are usually triple distilled or more. Um, and the palate really came through on the nose, what the nose promised. And the finish was medium long. And um, I really think that this t 
tastes a lot different than uh, Bushmills, which admittedly I probably haven't had in the last 10 years, but it had a lot more like uh, wood influence on that. This is just a lot sweeter, but um, a lot more depth than I'm used to in Irish whiskey. And we'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we are still talking about the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey. So Justin was just uh, elaborating on on some of his thoughts on it. Um, this one I first saw back in, I think it was 2018, at Whiskey Fest in Chicago when I was up there with uh, good old boy Mike. And, you know, again, you see the bottle. It's very different. So, hey, let's go check it out. Hadn't heard of it before. It's brand new. Um, and I've actually been trying to get a bottle of this for the show since then. Um, so we finally were able to, to get the, get a hold of the right people to send it to us. Cause both of us drank it then. And we were like, wow, this is, this is how much <laughs> this is really, really interesting. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's a really, really nice, really nice Irish whiskey. I mean, the color on it is lovely. It's got on the nose. I've, I'm getting the, I'm getting the malt, but I'm getting a, I'm getting some nuts on there, like uh, like almonds, a little bit of marzipan. Get some spice and uh, like a dark chocolate, almost uh, like a Dutch process kind of cocoa nose to it. A little bit dry, um, and on the palate, mm, really lovely. The the sherry really comes out on this. Um, we always talk about it, you know, it's, it's, it's a delicate balance when you are wine finishing a whiskey as to whether it tastes more like whiskey or it tastes more like wine and getting the right split is hard. You want to add to it, not cover it up. You know, you, you want to, you want to just get enough of the sherry in there that it fills in maybe some of the voids. It enhances it. It just, just, you know, it's like salt on a, on it when you're cooking, it's not supposed to taste salty. It's supposed to just bring up, it's amp up all the flavors and that's that's a tricky thing to do but uh, they did it very well on this one um i get apricots dried apricots like dried fruit note again i get a little bit of the cocoa on the palate and um and just on the very back palate is when i when i get that slight bit of i don't know if it's mint or spearmint it's a little bit of mint yeah it's a little little mint there on the on the back palate you know, just uh, a, a really, really lovely whiskey, especially, uh, you know, given the fact that I think it's uh, significantly less expensive than the one we think it probably came from. Um, but we're going to be rating the uh, Sexton uh, the Sexton Single Mod Irish Whiskey four sips. That's classified. So we're going to move on to our next whiskey, and we're going to have Justin tell us about this one. So this one is Rabbit Hole High Gold Kentucky Straight Bourbon. It's 95 proof or 47.5% alcohol by volume, and it's non-chill filtered, so they don't take out the good little charry bits. Late last year, after their acquisition by drinks giant Pernod Ricard, Rabbit Hole decided to rename their core expressions. Their straight bourbon was rebranded, rebranded as Cave Hill, their straight rye as Boxer Grail, and their PX Sherry finished bourbon as Derringer. At that time, they also added High Gold, an all-new addition to their core line. This new expression was named after Christian High Gold, a German immigrant who moved to Louisville in 1850. He was a stonecutter and was well-known in Louisville 
for decorating his home with American patriotic stone carvings, including a bust of President James Buchanan. Well, who doesn't have a bust of James Buchanan on their house? I mean, only, I, I, only barbarians don't. I, 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 I don't. have one on every corner, right next to the gargoyle. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm. I don't. But I'm going to get one now. You yeah, communist. Excellent. I know that. I don't know why I didn't have one. <laughs> Hopefully they're easier to find than toilet paper these days. That's what he should do. He should decorate it with you know stone things of toilet paper. You know? <laughs> Honoring his new country, High Gold is a rye high rye bourbon whiskey with the mash bill of seventy percent corn, twenty five percent malted rye, and five percent malted barley. The entry proof of this new whiskey is a low hundred ten proof and it is aged for nearly four years in number three charred oak barrels. So, um, obviously, the proof went up on... Actually, went down a little bit on this one. So, the color is pretty dark. I got a PX Sherry on the nose, and I got, like, a wheat, vanilla, butterscotch, and oak on the nose, which is not typical bourbon profile, but not... Very atypical either. On the palate, I got green raisins, vanilla and oak. And the finish was remarkable because this is one of the longer bourbon finishes I've had for a four-year-old spirit. And um, that was pretty good. What do you think, Brent? I'm trying to figure out how he got PX out of it when it had doesn't have any. There's no PX sherry cask in it. <laughs> Something's. <laughs> it's a mystery. It is a mystery. mystery. You guys are dumber than a box of hair. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think, Brad? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, on the nose, I had um, I had cherries, some leather, some pepper, vanilla. Uh, nice, nice nose to this. And then on the palate, those cherries really follow through. And they, then you hit, get hit with the rye and the cloves, a little bit of leather. Um, just a just a beautiful, beautiful mouthfeel. You know, you the first thing you think right off the bat is it's not four years old. You think it's mm -hmm. been aged a little bit longer than that. And I always wonder when they have these, you know, when they have like the number three charred oak, because like when they do these, are they putting it in a number, you know, a number two, a number three, a number four charred oak, you know, and then and testing them. I always kind of wonder, like, okay, well, what did they do before this to try this and what made them decide to do the number three mm -hmm. and what would the other ones taste like as well you know but uh but random things that go through my mind about that it's, all the time honestly it's darker than i would expect for being for just just i think just under four years yeah. and it and it does not taste it tastes far beyond its age. I will, I will absolutely grant you that. That it does, you know. Yeah, and the finish. This is lots of pepper and cherries on the finish. It's mm -hmm. just, it's just. I just get pepper and cherries, and it's a nice finish, nice long finish. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's it it drink it drinks well beyond its years. I honestly think this is one of the best things I've had come out of Rabbit Hole so far. Yeah. Well, in this blend, I think they probably put some four-year spirit and they put some older spirit in there too because there's yeah. no limit to how old it could be yeah i mean that's it just possible. can't be younger than four years yeah but they don't have a they lot don't, of old they yeah don't that's the much. thing they don't hey it's not like they have a library where they can go pull something older out and drop it in it's so. just their own juice um i think uh, uh, this might be the last of their contract distilled okay so the, the distillery itself I, has not i don't think it's been online long enough to make this i think this is sort of the tail end of what they had contract distilled so, but 
still, nonetheless, it's yeah. I, I on the nose, I get molasses and brown sugar. It's got a very sweet nose. You get a lot of oak and cinnamon, and uh, almost like a like a toffee sort of burnt caramel. And on the palate, hmm. What Brent said, it's uh, it's dark cherries, dark cherries and brown sugar. I got a little bit of ginger spice, sort of in the center in the roof of my mouth, um, and just a slight bit of oak on it. But again, it's it's uh, I think this is one of the best things they've done, and it drinks far beyond its age. Um, so you know, good for them. They 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 seem to they seem to be hitting their stride with this one. So I think this is their best expression. Yeah, so far. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, we're going to rate this one three sips. Interesting. So now we're going to move on to our next whiskey, which is from the folks at Whiskey Acres. Uh, whiskey Acres is a craft distillery, which is located on the Walter Farm in DeKalb, Illinois. The Walter Farm is owned by father and son team Jim and Jamie Walter, who, along with their partner, Nick Nagel, uh, founded the distillery back in 2013. They are a true estate distillery. Uh, They virtually grow all of their own corn and wheat and rye. It's either grown on their farm or within two miles of their farm. Um, They've been farming there since the the Walter family's been there since the 30s, and I think the Nagel family's been there way, way back since as far as... uh, was it the 1860s, I believe. Um, if you've listened to uh, some of our past episodes, we did uh, their full product line back, well, I want to say probably a year, year and a half ago. Um, some very interesting stuff. These were the guys, if you remember, they had one. It was uh, made using Oaxacan green corn. Yes, yes. They did all the different corn varieties. And that was the... That was unusual. That one, I, I, I talked to Nick. I, I said, man, I don't know if it's a pain to grow. I don't know what your yield is. Because, you know, various corns yield more or less alcohol. You know, so, you, you know, you end up using a lot more product. It would a lot less alcohol. Um, but I said, you know, honestly, I really like to see where that one goes. Leaving it in the barrel for another, you know, three or four years. Because it, it, it showed a lot of promise. It was very, very interesting, as I recall. And, and the kernels are... They look like they look like emeralds, little glowing. They really, right? They, they were, were very cool. <laughs> very, yeah. It was very small. They were really neat looking. Well, this is their uh, bottled and bond product, which is uh, this is the 2020 batch number one. So this is their first uh, their first release of a bottled and bond whiskey. Um, I believe the corn was harvested. In, I, I, the grain was harvested in 2014. It's a hundred proof. It's uh, aged uh, four quote plus years, so a little bit over four years. Um, I get a lot of, you know, I get a lot of corn note on this. It's very corn forward. Um, and it's almost, I can smell that rye cause I can smell that, that sort of putty that I always get whenever right, there's rye. Exactly. Um, a little bit of, a little bit of, a uh, little bit of sweetness on the nose, on the palate. Hmm. Mm. Again, very corn forward. Um, I get some cocoa on it, um, almost like a like a cocoa sort of dark chocolate on the back palate. Um, you get a lot of cereal notes in it. It's almost like a almost like cream of wheat. Yeah, 
not as not as uh, creamy, but but you know that that same stewed porridge uh, sort of grain note to it. Um, very interesting. This is, uh, I believe, if I got it correctly, this is seventy five percent corn, fifteen percent wheat, and ten percent malted barley. So, uh, what did you guys think? Well, with, on the nose, this really reminded me of working in the working in the fields up in Minnesota when we were baling straw. Because I, I just, I really, I got that corn, like the corn is sitting in the fields. was wondering, Brent used to be Paul Bunyan, so. <laughs> yeah, well, the corn is, the corn is growing in the fields and you can smell the corn and you're, mm-hmm. and you're baling hay, you know, you're baling straw and, and you just get that and you get that little bit of vanilla to it. It's, it just kind of reminded, brought me back home, you know, where I guess, mm-hmm. you know, this is from Illinois and it just kind of brought me back up there yeah. to that area and you really get it just in the nose itself. Yeah. Um, you know, on the palate, get an oil feel to the mouth, um, but the flavor, everything on the flavor is right on the tip of the tongue. And then on the back top of the roof of the mouth yeah. is where everything comes yeah. from in the flavor. Yeah, got absolutely. Those, yeah. And I got all those same kind of notes, the corn, and uh, you get, definitely get the cocoa, a little bit of vanilla, and the cereal notes. Yeah, those uh, cereal notes are easy to pick up. It's just, mm. you know, very recognizable in it. And it's just what you get there on the, on the farm. You really can see that this really is, you can picture yourself right next to the farm as you're uh, as you're distilling this, yeah. Well, it's again, I you know, I I I really kind of have a soft spot for the guys who are farmer distillers because I mean, really, that's where bourbon came from. You know, guys were you know on the frontier who didn't have access to actual hard cash. You know, that's what they would do is they would convert their excess corn into whiskey and use that to trade and barter with. So you know, when you see you know a farmer who's actually doing it, you know, I find that interesting. You know, whenever whenever it's you know it it, it you know it's you know sort of ground to glass sort of thing it's it's very interesting we did um what were the other guys we did um the guys of the cherry farm oh traverse city yeah and they're not growing corn but it's on a it's on a cherry farm and they they had some interesting ones and they had a a cherry liqueur that was absolutely stunning and you know you i i i have a great appreciation for the guys who are out there you know putting their hands in the dirt and actually growing it. You're and, seeing a lot of the bigger distilleries starting to grow some oh, yeah. of their own products right Trace, next yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. next to so. it as well. What do you think, Justin? I think that if I had to describe this spirit in one word, it would be authentic. Oh, and that's as he's done talking. Yep. <laughs> God, could you keep it down? Jesus, how how so many syllables wordy. was that? <laughs> Three. Man, that's up. It's he's usually he's usually about two. I tripled so. my normal. You went oh from yes yeah. to authentic. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Give us more. You could okay, you could tell this more. isn't you know some white lab coat flavor pack nonsense. This is real oats, real barley, oats, corn. Well, it tastes like oats. <laughs> they actually put it in there. I don't know. Corn, wheat, and barley. Sir. But I got like a definite general cereal vibe. No, That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, one it's, cereal, it's, like, yeah. it's like eating cream of right. wheat. You know, right. I mean, yeah. there's right. it's 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 like a, a morning porridge. Yeah. So you know, again, like like everything we had from them before, you know, well made. You know, solid products. Uh, you know, really, you know, really dig what those guys are doing up there. So uh, we're gonna give this one three sips, or we were. Let me re-hit the button. There you go. So, 
All right, we're going to move on to our next whiskey, and you know, from from small farm to huge giant corporation, we're going to have Brent tell us about it. Okay, our next one is Eight and Sand Blended Bourbon Whiskey. It's an eighty-eight proof, forty-four percent alcohol by volume. the The newest MGP release is Eight and Sand Blended Bourbon Whiskey. It is blended whiskey with no additives or colors, just quality blended bourbon whiskey. In real-world terms, the phrase eight and sand means traveling at maximum speed, throttle setting eight, while pouring sand on the rails for traction. I guess a good railroad term, you know, so. No, there's a reason. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. A portion of the, uh, while pouring sand on the rails for traction, a portion of the proceeds from eight and sand blended bourbon whiskey supports great American railroad museums and historic preservation. So the this is, in the bottle, this is a nice dark color. I mean, this is literally the darkest one we got today in the bottle. Um, the uh, On the nose, I got a lot of honey and cereal notes. It was just, it's, get a little bit of vanilla. Yeah, a little bit of, a little bit of caramel with that. It's nice. On the palate, I got, on the palate, the first thing I thought of when I had, when I was tasting it, it was Honey Nut Cheerios, oh, yeah. you know? That's the first thing I got. Then I got some cherries, some nuts, some vanilla. This is just, it's very very nice, but it's a super soft mouthfeel. Mm. You know, there's nothing, you know, you don't have those those rye spices coming at you or anything. You don't have, I think it's just like, it's just a nice soft, you know, just like coating your mouth just with like softness. And, and that's what I enjoyed about this. Um, you know, I don't know what they, you know, what they blended it with, you know, so that it's, that it's a whiskey and not a blended bourbon whiskey, but. Yeah, I don't know if it's um, four-year bourbon and six-year bourbon or yeah. eight-year bourbon or whatever. It's, right. Yeah. Right. I uh, mean, it's all bourbon. It's just a blended bourbon. But. Yeah. It's, uh, as dark as it is in the bottle, I thought it was going to be hitting me with like a punch, you know, like, oh, this one's just going to come at you and just knock you down. And um, and I was, it was not like that at all. So, Justin? I think this spirit's pretty smooth. And I agree from the color, you'd think it would be harsh, but it's not. On the nose, I got dried fruits, some cereal, cinnamon, on the palate, butterscotch, vanilla, then a little oak, uh, but not not too complex a spirit. It's pretty simple. Um, you could probably drink it straight or use it as a mixer. Oh yeah, throw it on a throw it on a rock. Mm-hmm. Throw it on a nice big ice cube. You know. Yep. Yeah, or an just, old fashioned. Just a nice sipper. You know, this is just a nice uh, sit by the fire, mellowed out with even ice cube because yeah. it already tastes a little bit mellowed out. You know, like it's from like the it's air, been, yeah. Yeah, and it's only 88 proof, so. Well, let me tell you, this is MGP put this out, and this is basically a bargain. I believe the retail price on it is about $24. Oh, so you know, right. How are you going to go wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah, you it's know? a solid quality whiskey. You know, everything that you guys said, I mean, what more can I add? Uh, we're going to give it three sips. Interesting. Hey, and we're back, and we uh, just finished talking about uh, one of the newer ones from our friends at MGP, the Eight and Sand. Um, gave that three sips. 
solid pour, especially for the money. I believe retail and that's twenty four, twenty four ninety five. So great, uh, and yeah. plus, yeah, well, plus what you said, part of that money goes to a railroad museum. Yeah, I mean, and, and if you don't like if you don't like choo choos, I, I I won't let you in my house. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you just you're not even allowed in. Well, let's move on to our next whiskey, and we're going to have Justin tell us about that one. So we're going to talk about Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Bourbon Barrel Proof Batch A120. It's 136.6 proof or 68.3% alcohol by volume. It will literally kill anything in your digestive tract, which is these days really good. Each batch of Elijah Craig Barrel Proof is uncut small batch of 12-year-old bourbon bottled straight from the barrel. The variance improved from batch to batch presents a unique opportunity to explore the impact of the angel share, which is what disappears when you're aging whiskey from the barrel, and the resulting proof in a small batch of barrels. The first letter of each batch number indicates what, which of that year's releases the bottle was a part of, starting with A, while the second digit is a number that determines the month of the year that the bottle was released. The third and fourth digits indicate the year. So, the batch we have today is the first release for 2020. Um, I found the color was dark, as one would expect from a high-proof 12-year-old bourbon. The nose was pretty subtle. This is a sleeper. If you didn't know it was that strong, you, um, you might get a little more intoxicated than you planned on. On the palate... Please, please, please. (laughs) (laughs) On the palate, I got uh, got, uh, wood malt, vanilla, and amazing oak. And I found it was really smooth despite all those notes. And the finish was moderately long. Um, I've probably had five or six of these different batches. And this is probably my second or third favorite out of the six. Pretty good. What do you think, Brent? Um, delicious. Uh, so I'm going to go with more of a color than dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. You weren't even born with the sense God gave the common dog. <laughs> but, but it is a. It is like a like a reddish brown color which is a beautiful beautiful color to this but on the nose on the nose you're right it's kind of you know you're not it sneaks up on you thinking that you're going to get something um as high proof as what this is but you get some vanilla some leather some oak some citrus and then on your palate bam mouth bomb that's all the way that's the best way to describe it mouth bomb you get the cherries pepper clove vanilla just just coat your entire mouth and it's like a it's like you're drinking a cherry cola with a pepper tingly coating all over your mouth and the finish just doesn't want to stop i think he's reliving a date from his <laughs> he's childhood getting, he's getting but, a little too excited i'm glad yeah. he, i'm glad we're practicing social distancing <laughs> <laughs> thought i felt something on my leg there for a minute you did you did <sighs> If you can you know? reach that far, sir, you are in the wrong type of media. Yeah, that's right. We need to we need to get you an agent. You're gonna you're gonna be a star. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, this is just a this is a one of their a beautiful expression. Uh, 
now this one has a lot more cherries than a lot of the other ones that I had that we've had. But you know, and I've I got one or two other expressions at home, and um, going to be glad to add this one to it when it comes out here when when I can get get it because it's this is nice. What more can you say? I mean, it's just it's and what Justin said is 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 it sneaks up on you on the nose. If you get if you bury your nose down in the Glencairn, well, yeah, you got it's bury not it. well, it's not even so much the alcohol, but if you really get in there and, and smell it, if you if you just waft it under your nose, he's dead right. You know, it just goes right by. If you really get in there, you can smell that sinister, and it's not so much the ethanol; it's just you can smell that dark. And on on the nose, it's just absolutely lovely. Oh, it's just dried old wood yeah it's like ah yeah but in a good way not overpowering not too much not you know when you get a really over oaked over old bourbon that is just uh this is right up to that point but just pulling right back at the right time it's absolutely lovely on the palate yeah this is this is a knock you right in the teeth kind of whiskey it's it's a little bit drying on the palate, you know, from the from the the tannins because it does it is is a pretty big it's pretty big on the wood, um, but there's toffee in there. Oh yeah, you get those vanillas and the and the yeah. caramels with it and stuff, yeah. sort of yeah. a, like a like a Heath bar crunch, like a like a slightly burned toffee, a um, little bit of cocoa, dark cocoa mixed in there. There's a little bit of leather that I get on the back palate. And it just it's it's just completely mouth coating. It surrounds your entire mouth. You taste it everywhere. You taste it in the roof of the mouth, in the back of the roof of your mouth. You taste it in your lips and your gums. It it's 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 a it's a lovely whiskey. I mean, it's really really well done. It uh, yeah. If, oh, add a couple. Add a drop of water to it. The nose just pops. Oh man, does it pop? Let's give that a shot. You know, you add a just add a drop of water and and oh, the nose just oh yeah just oh yeah just oh look at you using Harmeet's tools. Oh, We'd be yeah. proud of you. <laughs> don't tell them. Don't I tell won't them. Tell we, them. Yeah, nobody, we, we, nobody tell Harmeet no, that right now water it, to it something. It took some of that the wood tannin down on the nose too. Now it's just it's more brown sugar and caramel and toffee. Whoa. Yeah, mm. that really uh, it took some of that. You know that little bit of tannin and the, yeah. the oak. Yeah, on the nose. It made it. It, it made it better. Yeah. Let's, well, let's go. Wow. It, let's give it a taste. Hold on, hold water. Hmm. So it takes quite a bit of water to water down something that's like 136 proof. So. Yeah. So a little bit. Of, a little with. bit isn't going to hurt it. Yeah. If you want to put an ice cube in this, go for it, people. Yeah. Yeah. Be all right. Yeah. Just a just a drop of water. That that even got better. Yeah. So you know that this one's uh this one's definitely uh. Yeah, this one's definitely a winner. So we're going to be rating the uh, Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Bourbon Barrel Proof Batch Number A120 Four Sips. That's classified. All right, so that's going to lead us to our last whiskey, um, and that one is from our friends, uh, good friend Jim Rutledge over at Cream of Kentucky. The Cream of Kentucky brand traces its roots back to the 1880s when it was owned by I. Traeger & Company of Cincinnati, Ohio. The brand was acquired during Prohibition by the uh, long-since-gone Shinley Distillers, who was one of, the, one of the big, big, big guys back in the day, who reintroduced the brand in 1934. 
Cream of Kentucky grew to become one of the leading bourbon brands in the 1930s and the 1940s. Uh, it was one of the many victims of the decline in the popularity of bourbon during the 60s and 70s when all these hippies started drinking clear liquor. Um, that sounded right. That didn't sound better, did it? Yeah. Um, no, the, but you wonder. But you may, makes you wonder though: is another one of these evolutions coming where bourbon's going to drop off again or something? Hopefully, I, I'll be long dead by then. So. Yeah, I think I will too. Everything's a cycle. Yeah. Well, the brand ceased production of its trademark, and and the trademark was abandoned. Uh, Enter Jim Rutledge, former master stiller at Four Roses, who pretty much single-handedly resurrected that brand and handed it off to Brent Elliott, who's doing stellar things with it as well. Uh, we had reviewed their initial release of Cream of Kentucky. It was an 11-and-a-half-year-old expression uh, on a previous episode. But what we have here today, that was uh, uh, their batch number one. What we have here today is a Cream of Kentucky single barrel, number 11. It's a 102-proof, 51% ABV. It is uh, 12.3 years old. They're the only guys I know who use decimals, you know, it's like star date. Um, so let's give this one a shot here. On the nose. Just a slight bit of oak on it. But I get, uh, I get some brown sugar. I get some like dark caramel, almost toffee. Very, very, very mellow, very laid back kind of nose on this. And on the palate. Hmm. Hmm. It's got a very creamy mouthfeel to it. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's got a nice coat to it. Uh, a little bit of pepper on it. A little bit of vanilla. Um, some old worn leather. Uh, a little bit... A little bit sweet toward the mid palate, almost uh, a little bit of demerara sugar, uh, brown sugar kind of note to it. Damn good barrel. What'd you guys think? Okay. Whatever you do, add a drop of water because this nose is just going to, uh, you know, when I first had it on the nose, mm -hmm. it was just soft and subtle. Again, I added a drop of water. Bam. This leather and this spice just pops out on it just like just yeah. just comes out on it this, again yeah, it I, I mean again i thought this one especially after just doing the elijah craig and this one being um you know dropping down you know 30 some proof you know 34 proof yeah that we're uh you know, we're almost do, almost doing it in injustice having it after the Elijah. It Craig. actually drinks. It drinks hotter than it, it is. Does yeah. drink hotter than it is. It it's, does. It's but you it's swear so, this was one twenty ish. You know, and it's so smooth with it being that age. Yeah. You know that you just uh, you know, but you got just a smooth, creamy mouthfeel. Um, you got the vanilla, the pepper, the oak tannins, the caramel, um, the the finish. I wish the finish was longer. That's my only. That's my only downside of this. I wish the finish was longer. So, you know, I have. That's and and again, tasting this after the Elijah Craig may have done it in an injustice in a way, but it, it's just well, a beautiful, yeah, it's uh, you know the high proof. So yeah, the, it's just a beautiful, just a beautiful bourbon. Uh, well, it's a study in contrast, is what it is. I mean, both of oh, these are yeah. right about twelve years old. Um. You know, both of these, you know, I'm 
one is barrel proof. I don't. I'm assuming they took this down to 102, but you know, it's possibly. I don't think it's barrel proof. I think and, they would have noted that. Right. Um, oh, and the color. Yeah. Dark. Yeah. Just dark. Yeah. And and dark. considering they probably. <laughs> You know, they. I'm sure they took it down from whatever whatever this barrel was. I don't. I don't know what their. Uh, I don't know what the proof was. But I mean, look at it next to that Elijah Craig. They're they're both, you know, like dark mahogany. I mean, there's there's very little difference in the color variation. But as far as flavor profile goes, the first one is much more oak heavy, much more oak forward, a lot more tannin. This one is the exact polar opposite. This one is like complete lack of that. So you would think that you know, you would think one was one was older and one was was maybe a little bit younger. But I mean that that's yeah that's the magic of barrels, folks. That's the really well, that's, cool part. That of is it. that is it. And I'm not sure where he, where these barrels were sourced from, um, but uh, you know he did an excellent job picking them. They were for- Jim was kind enough to send it to me, but he didn't tell me where he's getting them from. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We don't need to know where he got them from, you know. Yeah, he, when he he says, "Hey, no. would you like one?" I, I I go, "Yes, sir. Thank you." Yes, <laughs> exactly. for him to know and for us to yeah. speculate. Yes. Besides, if he told you, all the mystery in life would be gone. Yeah. You know? I mean, let's sit here and speculate. You know, this, yeah. is, uh, this is a fabulous. It's a single barrel uh, fireball. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's no fireball in this yeah. one. Yeah, it's a it's a lovely whiskey. Uh, where's it from? Um, you know, uh, Mongolia. So. Kentucky, yeah. cream of Kentucky. So, what do you think, Justin? Well, I think this definitely not Fireball. Yeah, I like you it got a lot. that dark copper color on the nose. I got um, rose petals, vanilla, and toffee. Kind of atypical notes. When I put a little bit of water in it, the nose kind of faded off. Um, so I'm glad I nosed it both ways. On the palate, I got a primary note of vanilla. I got some malt, a little bit of cinnamon, not fireball cinnamon, but just a touch of cinnamon. And I got like um, a birch wood kind of flavor and consistency to it and a little bit of prunes on the back palate. Prunes? Prunes. What are you, my grandfather? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't had the pleasure to meet the gentleman. <laughs> and the finish was long and luxurious. Justin and is the most regular on the show. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> Jewish people like to be regular. <laughs> Spent a lot of effort on that. Aye, aye, aye. So I, mean, I think this is really, really good. I'm. This is like the first... Second spirit I'm aware of that Jim Rutledge has put out. I know he put out an 11.3 year a year or two ago, and now he's put out this 12.3 year old single barrel. Obviously, this gentleman knows what he's doing, Hmm. and I enjoy this, and I'm eager to see what he's going to come out with next. Oh, yeah. So, so, you know, whenever you come out with a new one, please, you have the address, please forward more at any time we're more than happy to drink it for you um but yeah, well that stuff he put out at that other place that little distillery yeah that little hole in a while yeah yeah a little four roses place or something you know uh you know i think the guy the guy knows what he's doing yeah i think he might have a clue he's so. got a little bit of an idea <laughs> a little experience yeah. in the game just a touch yeah well we're going to be rating the cream of kentucky single barrel number 11 four sips that's classified 
So it was an odd couple mixing, but uh, yeah. an overall, excellent mixing. Overall, overall, it was just an excellent yeah. mixing. You know, I mean, so. there wasn't you know there wasn't a bad one here, guys. So no, there wasn't. Pretty good show, and without harm, we, we didn't have harm and Maury here. I made it even better. I sometimes. feel somewhat relaxed. Oh, I don't yeah. know why. Well, that's all the time we have to today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can catch all of our episodes where you found this one, as well as on terrestrial and satellite radio. And online at iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, CBS Radio, Radio.com, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn. I, I could, I've got about four more lines of them. Pretty much any place on earth you can listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, Google, or whoever the woman is that talks back to you when you yell at your phone to play podcasts, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at info at sipsudsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes fly out on Twitter every day at Sip, Sud, Smoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news and information. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. And you can also check us out on Instagram at Sip, Sud, Smokes or at Made Man Bob. Take us a favor and take us a favor, do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. It's a big help to us and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-host for joining us today. Thank you, Brent. Well, it's a terrible day to be in the basement. All my glasses are empty. I don't know why that is. Well, thank God we've got more bottles. Thank you, Jessen. I'm glad they let me out of isolation for this. It's a really great day. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. (laughs) Well, for Sips, Suds, and Smokes, this is Made Man Bob, and we thank you for joining us. And remember, life is too short to drink bad whiskey. Unfortunately, today there was no bad whiskey. whiskey. We didn't have to do it at all. Right. Sometimes we get lucky. Right. We have to. Sometimes we have to drink that that bad Scotch stuff. Uh, The the public has no idea what we do for them. Some of the ones we have had to consume. Be quiet, King of Pete. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 